Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mariana Thinks Food. Today, I have an exciting new topic, and it's my opinion. In the last podcast, I talked about the farm to fork strategy that the EU Commission came out with in May. Its aims are to have a neutral or positive environmental impact, help to mitigate climate change and adapt to its impacts, reverse the loss of biodiversity, ensure food security, nutrition, and public health and preserve affordability of food while generating fairer economic returns, fostering competitiveness of the EU supply sector, and promoting fair trade. So, great points, but I've been thinking about it, and it puts a lot of pressure on the food production side. Farmers and food producers basically have to carry the weight of this. So, what does this mean, and why is this happening? So I started drawing it out and I came up with an interesting realization. So I'll get to it. But in my page, I have the governments and policymakers and regulation as this overhead up top. Then we have in the first position, farming and food production, where you have workers that work with plants, animals that contribute to the health or not of waterways and soil that then is transported to retail shops and then retail gets us to us and all the while we're creating a ton of waste just so that we can have what we want so we are the bottleneck we are the problem at business school we studied supply chains, and we had to find which one of the points in any given supply chain would be giving us problems, would be limiting our capacity. And we'd have to plan accordingly. If you cannot make $5,000 because you are missing heads and you only have 2,000 heads, then, well, that's your limiting factor. You can only make 2,000 dolls, unless you want some headless dolls out there, but that's pretty creepy, just saying. So in this system where we have the food producers, transport, retail, and then consumption, and we get to the end, we do not consume or should not be consuming so much. We should be consuming differently. And that, my friends, is how we're going to solve this whole problem of sustainability and health and global warming and reducing greenhouse gases and increasing the amount of healthy food access and reducing the amount of pesticides and fertilizers and antibiotics in animals. We need to get used to not having what we want when we want it and how we want it. Right now, food is getting to the end of the supply chain. It's getting to us. And we want it prepared, convenient, individually packaged in plastic, of course, cleaned, cut and sterilized, ready for my meal. So how did we get here? How did we get to ultra sterilized supermarkets that constantly have whatever we want when we want it? every day of the week. And if you're in Europe, like I am, maybe not on Sundays, but you can go to a convenience store and find food or one of the 
exceptions. You know, you go to the airport and that grocery store is always open. So we always have access to everything. How did we get here? Well, we asked for it. We, we really did. Because these things wouldn't be available if no one bought them. If no one asked for it. If no one was consuming these foods. Food producers aren't irrational. They sell what people buy. And yes, there's this other component of they convince you that you need to buy what they're selling. But at in the end of the day, you're buying what they're selling. So if you stopped buying food that wasn't good for you, food that's ultra-processed, that was sourced in a non-sustainable way, or that's from a faraway land and therefore has a huge carbon footprint and has traveled thousands of miles to get to you, or is doused in chemicals or covered in plastic for your convenience. If you choose not to buy these things, then these companies will have to figure out something else to sell. Hopefully, a less plastic-dependent, closer production, less carbon footprint alternative. Until then, food producers will try to produce food that people want. And you can only produce cheap food by being extremely efficient, by having a lot of monoculture crops or a lot of cows in one facility or slaughtering thousands of chickens in one day or not even letting animals move because if they, God forbid, exercise and burn more calories, then they will burn some of this flesh or fat that they're trying to sell in the future. We need exercise and so do animals. And being healthy for us requires us to eat a nutritious meal, move, stay active, have space, get fresh air. Animals should be allowed to do that too. And although I'm not advocating for not eating animals, I definitely think we should eat animals, but we need to source them and treat them in a way that is humane because everything affects us. And if you don't do it for the animals, do it for yourself. A healthy animal is able to combat disease. A not healthy animal cannot. So these are the ones that are injected with antibiotics or even preemptively given antibiotics so that they don't get sick because they already know that these animals will get sick. That's insane. That's like if you have a child and you start giving them medicine and saying, oh, I'm not going to be very responsible for you. I might not feed you what you should be eating, but here's all this medicine and like, you'll, you'll be fine. I think that's completely irresponsible, but you can have your own opinion. And because I think it's completely irresponsible, I think we need to do something. And this is my way of doing something. Be conscious of what you are consuming. It's not about just like that you're eating enough vegetables, you're eating good kinds of fats and a balanced diet. 
but really think about where you're sourcing your food. If it's a grocery store, try to find a grocery store that stocks local food. Don't buy things that come from the other side of the world. Most importantly, try to find unprocessed food. Something lightly processed would be shredded carrots in a plastic bag. You can shred the carrot yourself, burn some calories while you're shredding it, or get a food processor and it shreds it, I promise, in two seconds. It's actually really exciting. And then you can use it to shred cheese or make other stuff like guacamole or hummus. So food processor is a good buy. If you have no idea what you should have in the kitchen, go to marianathinksfood.com. I have some lists for must-haves in the kitchen that can make your life a bit easier. Moving on, buy seasonally, people. Tomatoes in the winter taste not like anything, really. It's just water and some maybe chewing thing. See, it's so nondescript, I can't even describe it. But if you eat, have eaten a tomato in December in the Northern Hemisphere, you'll know what I'm talking about. But tomatoes in the summer are juicy and you have so many varieties and then you only need to put a little bit of salt and some olive oil and then that's just it and delicious and sweet and tangy and you have a little bit of acidity. See, I can describe something, just not a tomato in winter. Eating seasonally will not only be good for the environment, but it will have more nutrients, taste better, and actually be better for your wallet. Things that are seasonal will be less expensive. Now in Germany, zucchini are about $6.40 a kilo in Northern Germany. In August, they were about $2.40 to $44. In Spain this summer, zucchini were $0.99 a kilo, and now they're up to about $3 or $4, depending on where you are. So this is more expensive because you have to source it from different places or they're produced in greenhouses and inevitably you can't produce as many as you could in the summer. But squash and pumpkin and nuts and other foods that you can source now in the Northern Hemisphere, well, those are everywhere. And you can do the world and yourself a favor by buying them, cooking them at home, and eating them. Well, it's not like anyone's going out to restaurant these days. Second lockdown, anyone? More reason to buy locally and focus on your health by eating things that are good for you and good for the environment. At the end of the day, we are the bottleneck. We are the ones that need to change so that we can change the system and then the world. We're going to live here for X amount of time. If we don't take responsibility and try to do our part and try to solve these problems that we're facing today, where the world is getting warmer, soil is getting depleted of its nutrients, water is getting contaminated, people don't have access to food when they want it or need it, some people have too much access to food and cannot stop consuming. These are all problems we're facing today and all under our control. Governments can keep on putting regulations and guidelines for food producers and farmers and require transport companies to use fewer fossil fuels and more biofuels or electric vehicles and can force retailers to have 
X amount of shelves or X amount of products in sustainable packaging, but we can make the difference. If we stop consuming things that are not sustainable, things that have a lot of plastic, things that are from the other side of the world and things that we know are bad for us and for our health, we can help every day by being responsible members of this world. As always, eat a ton of vegetables, exercise, move around, spend time with people, look to tradition. Traditional food is actually very nutritious. Evolution has allowed us to be here today because of our ancestors. They ate pretty well. They survived. Learn from the past. But also be aware that because we have done things in the past does not make them right and does not mean that we will do them in the future. We have the power to change the future for better or for worse. Let's change the way we consume so that this whole supply chain of farmers, producers, transport, and retail adapts to the way we want to live and the way we want to consume. And on that note, I will wrap up. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Mariana Thinks Food thanks you. I thank you. I am Mariana Thinks Food. And I look forward to having you in my audience in the future. Please email me if you have any suggestions on any topics. Until next time.